Hey, let's face it, life is all about choices. I mean, think about it, your life right now is a culmination. My life is a culmination of a, a hundred thousand different decisions we've made up until this point. You know, uh, who do I want to be? Uh, what do I want to accomplish? What do I stand for? Uh, who am I going to marry? Where am I going to live? What am I going to do with my job? It's all about the choices that we make. That being said, I think many times as Christians, we kind of follow what I call the, the Yogi Berra, uh, the old Hall of Fame catcher for the New York Yankees, uh, the, the Yogi Berra philosophy when it comes to choices. It was Yogi Berra who said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. That's a good yogiism right there. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. In other words, uh, just, just I'm going to do a little bit of everything and just see what works out. But God has so much more for us than just taking every option that comes. Uh, because let's face it, every feeling we have uh, isn't necessarily right, and, and every thought that we have isn't necessarily true. And, and so, uh, you know, just because we have decisions, we make decisions, we have thoughts, we have feelings, it doesn't necessarily mean we're on the track that God wants us to. But we have really good news that we're going to discover today, and that is this. The Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives and through our lives to help guide us into what it is that God has for us and really to change our thoughts and our perspectives so that we are right on track with what God wants for us and from us on a regular basis. If you have your Valley app, I want to invite you to just go ahead and open that up. Uh, we're going to be unpacking a, a pretty powerful passage of Scripture uh, in the Bible today in Romans chapter 8. I think you're going to want to follow along. This is really, really going to be a powerful uh, message today uh, as we talk about inside out living, living by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit-filled life, if you want to, or living by the Spirit. And so I want to give a big shout out to our online campus folks that are joining us, our Poughkeepsie campus folks, a uh, uh, big hello on Beach Party Sunday. You know, I made the choice to wear this incredible shirt today. That was a choice that I made as well, because life is all about choices. So we love you, Valley family uh, gathered there uh, in, in Poughkeepsie. And, and what I want to do, like I said, is just really, we're going to pretty much be in Ro uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 12, during our time today, talking about about and looking at inside out living, living by the Holy Spirit. And that's what this whole series is about, uh, as we're calling it Father, Son, and the, whole, and the other one. We're drilling down deep into the Holy Spirit. There's so much in the Bible that even in eight uh, weeks, nine weeks, we're not going to be able to cover it all. But to make us more aware of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives and through our lives on a daily basis. And so uh, let's, let's look at it now. And Romans chapter 8 starts off with this big powerful, incredibly good news, incredible good news statement. Here it is in Romans chapter 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Did you know if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, God does not condemn you. There's no condemnation that, that, that Jesus came not only to forgive us of our sins, but also to relieve us of the shame of our sins, the pain of our sins. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I think this is really important, uh, this statement, because the rest of the passage we're going to look at, the next 11 verses in Romans chapter 8, really kind of 
unpack this statement for us, and that's why it's so important we spend some time in it today. But what does it mean? Therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What does in Christ Jesus uh, really mean? Uh, I think a great way to illustrate it is, is probably with this stool right here. In Christ Jesus doesn't mean, when, when we say that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior, it doesn't mean that we just kind of affirm uh, the mental belief Jesus lived a sinless life. He, he died a sacrificial death for you and for me, paid the price for our sins, and rose again. Okay, check the box. Yeah, I believe that. That's not really what in Christ is talking about. In Christ is a little bit more than just an idea that I accept as factual. In other words, an idea that I just accept as factual, Jesus Christ is my Savior, that's kind of like I just, I'm, I'm just kind of leaning on Jesus. If this stool is Jesus, I'm just kind of leaning on Jesus a little bit. Kind of helps me, you know, it's kind of fire insurance, kind of a Sunday morning, one hour a week, uh, I, I check the religious box. That's not what this is talking about. What does in Christ Jesus mean? There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus means I'm not just leaning, I'm putting the full weight of my life in the hands of Jesus Christ. I'm not just leaning, I'm putting everything in Jesus. I'm all in 100%. He's the center of my life. And even today as we talk about the Holy Spirit's power, in your life and my life. The Holy Spirit's power is not meant for us to live self-centered lives the way we want to. That's not what he's here for. The Holy Spirit's power is that you and I would live in Christ Jesus, Christ-centered lives, that we would put the full weight of our life, everything that we have, everything that we are, in Christ's hands, and that we would live a Christ-centered life. That's the life he came to give us. Anything other than that is living below the best that God has for you. It's settling for something less than what God has for you and God has for me. And so just remember that picture, the full weight of Jesus Christ. For those who have put the full weight of their life in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation. There's no more shame for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now look at verse two of Romans chapter eight. And because you belong to him, that's to Jesus, the power, watch this now, of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Here it is, this choice that we have. Because that moment that we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, the life-giving spirit frees us from the power of sin and death. Now here's the thing. This is not a feeling. This is not uh, uh, some sort of idea that, that we accept or we don't. This is a fact. It has nothing to do with how we think. It has nothing to do with how we feel. This is a fact. The life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. This isn't the power of positive thinking we're talking about today. As we're talking about choosing to live by the spirit. This isn't the power of positive thinking. This is the power of God. There's a big difference between that. One is, is for self-centered reasons. The other is God-centered, the power of God, choosing to live by the Spirit. And then look at it, it goes on, and it says in, in uh, verse 3, so God did what the law could not do, the Old Testament law that God gave. He knew it was going to be powerless to point to the need of a Savior, his son, Jesus Christ, that he would send. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a, in a body like the bodies we sinners have. This, this verse talks about Christmas in a sense, the incarnation, that Jesus took on the form of man and came and humbled himself. 
And so God did for you and I what we could never do for ourselves, and it goes on, and it says, and in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. This is, this is Easter. He rose again. He died on the cross, and he rose again. Right here in just this one verse, it talks about in the coming of Jesus, the incarnation, Christmas, if you want to look at it that way, and then the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus as well. The atonement is the theological word for it. Jesus did all of this, and this is so very important that we understand this, because then it starts talking about, in the next verse, it talks about life in the Spirit, because he's given us this life-giving Spirit. He came in the form of the flesh, as a human being, he laid his life down for you and me, he rose again, and we're forgiven, and we've been given this life-giving Spirit. And so, uh, what does it look like, life in the Spirit? What is that all about, life in the Spirit? Look at the next verse of Romans chapter 8, verse 4. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. This is the choice that you and I have. To follow the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, or we could still choose to follow, to live below what God has for each and every one of us and make choices to please ourselves, self-centered, selfish choices, God has broken that power of sin in our lives, and, and we no longer follow, this is the encouragement of Scripture, to no longer follow our sinful nature, that, that battle inside that wants, I want what I want when I want it, it's all about me and mine, selfishness, self-centered, I'm the center of the universe, to no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead, we are to follow the Spirit. So the choice is yours. The choice is mine. Are we going to live our lives following still that sinful nature, giving into that, just trying every single thing? Or are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to direct our life and we're going to follow in the Spirit? Follow the Holy Spirit. Just like we ended last week talking about keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Don't run ahead. Don't lag behind. Walk in the Holy Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Look at what it says next verse, verse uh, 5 of Romans chapter 8. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, this is talking about without Christ, they have no other option. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are, look at it now, controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. There's supposed to be a completely different orientation for a follower of Jesus Christ. That it's no longer about me and mine and what makes me happy. That's living below God's best for you and for me and will never really be happy and fulfilled. But instead, those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit, that please the Spirit of God himself. That's what our focus is. We have to choose every day, am I going to think about me or am I going to think about God? Am I going to focus on the Spirit and walk by the Spirit of God, or am I going to do all about me and all about mine? And, and I know that uh, probably for many of us, uh, we, we say, okay, the option is, you know, dominated by sinful nature, thinking about me and mine, uh, or controlled by the Spirit. Could I get a third option? <laughs> you know, uh, you gotta, is there another option in there? No, there's really not, uh, because the third option is even saying, I don't want to follow the Spirit. That's selfish. That's in that top one there. <laughs> 
There's really only two options. As I said, so many Christians, too many Christians follow that Yogi Berra kind of model of decision-making and and, uh, making choices, and that's when you come to a fork in the road, take it. I'm going to try some sinful nature. I'm going to try the Spirit. And, And you know what? The most miserable Christians, the most miserable people on the planet are Christians who are trying to walk in the sinful nature and trying to walk in the Spirit. Totally miserable people. Because there's a battle that is so strong raging inside when we do that. And so look at the next verse, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 6. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. See, it's, it's the quickest sinful nature, sinful things, me, mine, what I want, when I want, when I want it. But it, it just a quick hit, but ultimately it leads to death. It, it, it promises more than it delivers. It takes you farther than you want to go. That's what sin does all the time. And it keeps you longer than you want to stay. So setting your sinful nature, uh, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Sinful nature never leads to life and peace. Following the Spirit, walking by the Spirit, leads to life and peace. Now, that doesn't mean a perfect life. They're talking about inside. That's why we're talking about inside-out living. That in the middle of terrible, just crisis and stress and pressure and all this, I can still have peace by the Spirit of God. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. That's why... As a Christian, if I continue to live and and to make choices in my life of the sinful nature, it's hostility to the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that is inside me. The battle rages. It never did obey God's law, and it never will obey God's law. It is impossible to obey God apart from the Holy Spirit. Our sinful nature never will. I'm trying to be a better person. You'll never please God apart from the power of the Holy Spirit in your life that comes when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. We can't earn our way to God. We can't, our good works won't build a bridge to God. It's only through Jesus Christ, his son. And when we receive him in that moment, the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. Theologically, we call this regeneration. Regeneration. That we become alive, spiritually speaking, and the Holy Spirit comes into our life. doesn't mean I become a God. Not at all. But the Holy Spirit begins to work in my life and your life as we are in Christ Jesus, all in the full weight of our life, and he guides us and he leads us. And he changes and we begin to live from the inside out by the Spirit of God. So the choice is ours. Are we going to choose? What is inside out living? What is inside out living? If I had to boil it down, I would put it this way. Inside out living is the Spirit makes my life look more and more like Jesus. More and more like Jesus, as every single day and every moment I choose to follow the Spirit, to, to, to allow the Spirit to guide, the Holy Spirit to guide my life, he begins to shape and form and, and uh, 
change the character of Greg Williamson's life, of your life, to be more like Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to talk about next week. We're talking about the juicy fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. It is the character of Jesus Christ that the Holy Spirit wants to cultivate in every follower of Jesus Christ's life, that we would be like him, that our life would bear that fruit. But it starts, we've got to live by the Spirit in order to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. And so, inside out living, the Spirit makes my life look more and more like Jesus. Listen, this is, this is, why, this is why so many times, you've probably had experiences, I've had experience in my life, people that go to church every single week mean as rattlesnakes. I mean, it's like they were baptized in pickle juice. Some of the meanest people I've ever met are in church. Why is that? Because they're, they're not living by the Spirit. They're not even aware of the Holy Spirit. They, they're just punching their religious card. And, and it's like they think by, because they're in a church, it makes them a Christian, just like being in a garage makes you a car. I mean, how crazy is that? That's just, just craziness. This is why it's so important that we actually read God's word and allow God's word to, to study our lives and show us the life that God wants us to live. That's why it's so important. So inside out living, the spirit makes my life look more and more like Jesus. And so real practically now, let's just talk about how does this look living by the spirit? Living, it's not weird, it's not kooky, it's not goofy, uh, it, it doesn't mean you're some kind of you know, religious whack job or something like that. What does it really look like? Well, the rest of Romans here, uh, up to verse 12, tells us what this looks like. And, and so the first thing I would say is we, we need to live up. We need to live up. We, we need to focus on the right thing. Look at what it says uh, in verse 5 and 6. Again, but those who are controlled by the Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. In other words, I, I'm, I'm living up. My focus is on what God wants. And you know what? Sometimes you've heard that statement before. You know, you can be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Well, that's impossible. Because God is all about the good of others. And, and when we're living up, when our focus is on the Spirit, what God wants, you know what? We're going to do more good in this world than someone who's just living for themselves. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about the things that please God. Watch this now. Letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And people will say, hey, I want what you've got. Because they see a difference in your life. Not because we don't have problems. Not because we don't have challenges or stress or pressure. Because they see how we handle those things because we're walking in the Spirit. And they don't know we're walking in the Spirit. They just know there's something different about you. Can I have what you have? I'd like a little bit of what you have. What is that? And so we need to live up. Second thing we need to do, we need to give up. We need to surrender. We need to give up. We need to surrender control. So many of us just control freaks and allow the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to control us. We need to surrender. We need to just give up. That's what surrender. I give up. I'm not going to fight it. I give up. Look at what it says, next verse, Romans chapter 8, verse 9. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. Don't, don't, don't allow the sinful nature to control you any longer, Christians, followers of Christ. You're controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. In other words, in that moment, if you've received Him as your Savior, the Spirit of God lives inside you. So let Him have control. Let Him have control. And then it goes on and says, and remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. 
That's why no one really, no one comes into a relationship with Jesus Christ. The moment that we do it, it's the first gift that God gives us is his Holy Spirit. When we surrender, when, when we say, Jesus, I recognize that, that I'm a sinner. I, I don't do what pleases you. I, I do what pleases me. And, and Lord, I need you to forgive me of my sins. And we recognize because of his sinless life and his sacrificial death that he was a substitute for you and for me. That's what I deserved. That's what you deserved. And he took, he laid his life down and he took the penalty for my personal sins and your personal sins. And he rose again three days later because that debt of sin was paid in full. The Holy Spirit in that moment comes to live in our lives. Because remember, those that do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. In that moment, the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. And now we need to give up and surrender. This, this is so powerful, and, and, and I want to just really kind of such good news is what it is. I want to really kind of stay in the lane here, but I think it's important to just kind of flip in the Bible back to, to something that Jesus said that's absolutely mind-blowing when it comes to this topic of living by the Spirit. Look at what he says here in John chapter 16, verse 7. But I tell you that I am going to do what's best for you. How many believe Jesus is going to do what's best for you? He said, I'm going to do what's best for you. He's talking to his disciples, and he says, I'm going to do what's best for you. And then he goes on and says, that's why I'm going away. What? That's why I'm going away. So many times, Christians, I wish I lived back in the time of Jesus. Why would you want to do that? Because Jesus is even saying, there's a better time coming. There's a better time coming. He says, I'm going to do what's best for you. That's why I'm going away. Listen to what he says. The Holy Spirit cannot come to help you until I leave. He cannot come to help you until I leave. But after I'm gone, I will send the Spirit to you. We talked about this last week, about the permanent address of the Holy Spirit in the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament. And how when Jesus was crucified on the cross, I'm not going to preach the whole thing again. You can check it out. It's online, the message my BFF, the Holy Spirit, the curtain in the, the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. No longer did the Holy Spirit have a, a permanent address, that the Holy Spirit comes into the life, into the heart of every follower of Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, this is better for you. I want what's best for you, and it's not best for me to hang around. It's not best for me to just be here by myself, it's singularly. But I'm gonna go and the Holy Spirit, that's why I'm going away. The Holy Spirit cannot come to help you until I leave. But after I'm gone, after I'm gone, I will send the Spirit to you. And now the Holy Spirit comes to live in every follower of Jesus Christ, every Christian. In that moment that we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior and as our Lord. It's powerful. Jesus says, I want what's best for you. That's why I'm leaving. Because the Holy Spirit coming is better than me being with you. Boy, that'll just mess your perspective up. A lot of Christians just mess their perspective up. This is why it's so important that we read God's Word, not, you know, other books about God's Word. But what does God's Word actually say? Jesus says, it's better for you that I'm not here. It's going to be better when the Holy Spirit comes than me being here with you in the flesh right now at this time. So we need to surrender. We need to give up. We need to give up control of our lives and say, Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, direct me. 
follow the Holy Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Here's the third thing. We need to rise up. We need to rise up. And, and let me just say that this is so huge. This, this next part of this passage we're going to look at, this is so huge that I, I don't think you're going to be able to understand it. I don't think you're going to be able to, to, to really wrap your head around this next day. Because if this wasn't good enough that the Holy Spirit lives inside us, gives us the power to live the life that God created you and me for, the life that pleases Him, that is so much more, then, this, th- th- then we come up on this incredible, powerful truth. And, and this is so, I, this is like the good news just got even better. The good news is the great news. Look at what it says. So huge. And Christ lives within you. It's talking about the Holy Spirit as a follower of Jesus Christ. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, every one of us is going to die unless we're here when Christ returns. Every one of us one day will breathe our last uh, if, if Christ has not returned to the earth by then, which he promised he'll do at some point. And Christ lives within you, Christ in you, the Holy Spirit, So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. Think about that for just a minute. And this, I don't want to get too theological and deep here. But see, that's why when God looks upon you, if you've received Christ as your Savior, when God looks upon me because I've received Jesus Christ as my Savior, he sees the perfection of the Holy Spirit in our life. Not my failures. Not my sin. He sees the perfect Spirit the Holy Spirit in my life, in your life. Doesn't mean that I'm perfect, but that's why I'm living from the inside out, becoming better and better, more like Jesus Christ, as we'll talk about next week, the fruit of the Spirit coming out in our lives. Though your body, you'll die because the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. Watch this now, it goes on and says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. Who raised Jesus from the dead? It was the Holy Spirit. Watch this now. Don't miss this. When, when, when three days, Jesus' body is, is on that slab in that tomb, and all of a sudden, <gasps> he lives again. His heart starts beating again. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you, follower of Christ. Watch this now. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Do you know as a follower of Christ, the same spirit that rose, that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that resurrection, that first morning, three days after his crucifixion, that same power lives in you. That same power. The resurrected power of the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and it lives inside of me. What does that mean? That same Spirit wants to bring the dying and dead things in your life and my life back to life. The Holy Spirit is all about resurrection power. And and, and it's what he does best. What he does best is bringing dead things back to life. Just like he did with Jesus. It's one of the things he loves to do more than anything, resurrecting dead things. I'm not talking about zombie apocalypse here. I'm not talking about the walking dead. I'm talking about those things in your life, those things that cause pain and heartbreak and suffering. Some of those things people did to us. Some of those things we've done ourselves. All of those things. 
every one of those things, every one of the broken relationships, all those things, the Holy Spirit can bring resurrection power right in the middle of things that are dead. The Spirit is bringing dead and dying things back to life. That's what He does. Let me just say this in the best way that I know how. As, as your pastor, as your, as, your, as your friend, refuse to live below the best that God has for you. Refuse to live below the best that God has for you. Those areas in your life that, that seem like they're there's no hope. There's always hope because of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. When, when people ask me to pray with them sometime, and I know many of you probably do this as well. Someone asks me to pray with them, and maybe they're facing a maybe they're they're facing a diagnosis from the doctor that seems just overwhelming. They're a follower of Jesus Christ. That's how I always pray. I was, Lord, I know that, that my brother here. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within him. And so, Father, right now I just pray for resurrection power in his body. That same resurrection, but the power of the spirit. Lord, touch and heal him now in Jesus' name. Heal this relationship. Heal this situation with the resurrection power. That's what the scripture says. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, Christian. Lives in you, follower of Jesus Christ. The same exact spirit. Refuse to live below the best that God has for you and that the Holy Spirit wants to do in you and through your life. Let me put it this way. The Holy Spirit resurrects dead things. Man, if you... If you don't remember anything else from this message, remember this. The Holy Spirit resurrects dead things, and he wants to resurrect the dead things in your life and my life as we live by the Spirit, as we live by the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to live up. We need to give up. We need to rise up with that resurrection power of the Spirit. And the the fourth thing is this. We need to recognize we're freed up. You and I have been freed up. Look at what it says, verse 12, Romans chapter 8. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you do not, uh, therefore, brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. We still have these urges inside. It's our sinful nature. But we have the choice to make. I'm not going to give in to my sinful nature. I want what I want when I want it, what's best for me, self-centered. We can, by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside, no, I'm going to follow the Spirit instead. I'm going to follow the Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't do anything but give in to those urges. Self-help, self-improvement, all that. It's just exchanging one, one addiction, one, one, one habit for another, apart from the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation. We don't have to give in to that any longer as a follower of Christ. Not because Greg has the power of the strength, because the Holy Spirit inside of me does. And I, I don't have to choose that any longer. I can choose to walk. I can choose to live by the Spirit. Sometimes I hear Christians say this, well, I'm only human. That's not true. That is a lie if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. You're not only human 
you also have the power of the resurrection spirit of Jesus Christ available to you. That's a cop-out. That's, that's, what, that's what our enemy wants to tell us. The adversary, Satan, well, you're only human. You're only human. He doesn't want you to realize the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of us. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is available to us to live by the Spirit. Sometimes Christians say this, well, I can't. I can't do it. I can't change. I can't do it. You know what? You're right. You can't. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's why we've got to put the full weight of our life in Christ and live by the Spirit from the inside out, inside out living. So here's the big question right now. I think it just really boils down to this. Ask yourself this question. How do I live? Week in, week out, day in, day out. I didn't say how long you've been going to church. I didn't ask that question. How do you live? How do you really, really live day by day by day by day? Do you live the old sinful nature, which is powerless? That old nature is powerless. So what does that look like? It's defensive. It's judgmental blames others, it's fearful, self-righteous, stressed, angry, hostile, depressed. That's the old, powerless sin nature. It always leads to death. That's exactly what we read in Romans chapter 8. Is that the way we live? Or do we live new? Do we live new in the Spirit, and that is powerful? For many of us, we need to make the choice today to live by the Spirit, to live by our new identity, who we really are, and allow the Spirit to to show us how to live from the inside out. Choose. When they've come to the fork in the road, that fork in the road Yoga Bear talked about, when we come to that fork in the road, are we going to live sinful nature, which always brings about death, or are we going to live by the Spirit, which is life? It's powerful. Live the way that God created you and I to live. And let me end with this. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. I love what this says. And think about it now in the context of what we've been talking about. This verse in Philippians makes a whole lot more sense. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It's God that works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. God has good for you. God has good for me. And he works in us, how? By his spirit, as we live by the spirit from the inside out. From the inside out. Not by our our fleshly desires, not, not, not by our sinful nature, but when we live by the spirit, it is God working in you by his spirit to will and to act according, in order to fulfill his good purpose in your life and mine. Even those broken and dead things, the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit can bring back to life just like he did as he brought Jesus Christ back to life three days after he laid his life down for you and for me. The Holy Spirit resurrects dead things. I'm gonna ask right now, would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Father, Lord, we just thank you 
Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the greatest gift that you give to each and every one of us in that moment that we receive Christ as our Savior. And Lord, I just pray right now, Father, that, that as we go out this week, that we would think about what we're thinking about. Lord, that, that by your grace, we would choose to think about the things that the Spirit wants us to think about, not the things that, that our, our sinful nature wants to think about, that we would make the decision when we come to the fork in the road, day after day, moment by moment, to choose to live by the Spirit. Father, we thank you that you did for us what we could never do for ourselves by sending your son to live a sinless life and to lay that life down as a sacrifice for our sins and to rise again knowing, proving that we're forgiven as the Holy Spirit raised him to new life in that resurrection morning. Thank you, Father. And may we now, as your children, no longer live by the sinful nature, but may we live by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Right now you may be here and you've never taken that first step to, to, to really put the full weight of your life in the hands of Jesus Christ. Not just lean on him, the full weight. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I, I want to lead you right now in a prayer. If you've never prayed before with, with our eyes closed and our heads bowed, everyone, this is not to embarrass anybody, but the Bible says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's that first moment where we put the full weight of our life in the hands of Jesus Christ. I want to lead you in a prayer right now that you can repeat after me. And I just encourage you, open your heart up to Jesus in this moment. And, and in this moment, it's not a feeling. It's not something that you think. The Holy Spirit will come and live in your life. And you can live by the Holy Spirit following him from this day forward. Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. I turn from my sin today and I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. I receive him as my Lord. And Jesus, I pray, I ask you, Lord, by your Spirit, guide me, lead me, direct me. From this day forward, I choose to live by the Holy Spirit. Amen.